Welcome to the Christ and All podcast, where we discuss topics submitted by you about God, church, life, and how to find Christ in the middle of it all. I am your host, Taylor Easley, and I'm always joyfully joined by Pastor Chad Hunsberger. How's yeah. it going? All is well. Great. Yeah. yeah. You need a new phrase for 2024. Don't count on it. Ah, you no. just sounded like a magic eight ball. <laughs> <laughs> Don't count on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's never been used to describe <laughs> me. You sound like an eight ball. Well, I mean, I get it. I know what you meant. Ball. I know yeah. what you anyway. meant. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Christmas is here. It is. It is. Yes. I'm a big Merry Christmas fan. Been saying it to the people at the stores already. Uh-huh. Uh, I said it on Friday or Saturday at a store and they were like startled. Yeah. Because the, they were the still guy, thinking I was going to say Happy Thanksgiving, but I wasn't because Thanksgiving was the gone. The Kroger cart guy said it to me yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was very, I said, thank you. Right, you got to start saying but it. But it was a little overwhelming because yeah. it was only, like, it's, still, days in. it's no. still November. I know, but. For us right now as we record. That's right. But, but I'm excited because there's when twinkle this, lights. Not when this comes out. That's right. When this comes out, it will. I have lights on my tree in my office. You have a tree in your office? It's a miniature tree. Did you? But I think it I think it is more exciting. There are no ornaments, which yours has, but mine, mine does. does have lights. So I feel like mine has mine lights. Wins. It's just they're teeny tiny. No, no, lights. no, no. Mine are mine are like real lights. I don't know what Where did you get that tree? My house. You brought a tree from your house? Yeah. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry glad. this was a surprise to me. Yep. I, I can't wait to come see it. Yeah. Okay. Well, the it's holidays. Plugged in. Okay. Lights are on. I'm so proud of you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the holidays are coming up, just as we have said. Yeah. And um, actually, we know that while we laugh and are silly and sure. sing lots of lots of Christmas songs around here, right? Um. It can bring up a lot of emotions for people sometimes. Yeah, and uh, I've recently lost somebody that I love, and I mm-hmm. know that you have in the last six months. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there are also people that have negative feelings yeah. around the holiday season. And yeah. so um, our question today kind of surrounds that topic. And uh, I think it's an important one to remember yeah. as everybody kind of prepares for sure. the holiday season. So our question for today is, how should I comfort my grieving friend with truth? Mm. That's a good question. It's one that really, uh, I was thinking some about it, uh, knowing it was coming. And um, it's it's important for not just this time of year. Mm -hmm. So what I want to do is try to answer it in, in both ways, both generally, what are some ways to do that? And then also maybe what are some practical things that can help in these next couple of weeks right. leading up to Christmas and even surrounding it and and quite honestly leading into January. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so one thing I would say is it, one of the passages that came to my mind is in John 13 when it says that um, they, being the world, will know us by our love for one another. So not... This is unique. So this this text is not talking about the way that we loved them, that they'll know that, that we are followers of Christ, but actually in the way that we love and care for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that, uh, I mentioned this recently in a sermon, but um, there's a responsibility that we have as Christians 
to get into the messy with uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, um, it, there's part of it that is thinking about things that you might want if you were grieving. Uh, so it's it's having a sensitivity. Like that's a start point, mm-hmm. right? Um Maybe even before that, it's even being aware that someone is right, grieving. I was say awareness that they are even sad, or uh, and again that that's general. That's not just this time of year, but just okay. Think about someone who has uh, who has had loss, um, even in recent months or years, um, and so uh, I think those are are key pieces. The, the question that's a, um, the way the, f- the question was phrased brings an interesting piece to it because it says, how do I comfort with truth? Mm-hmm. And so I, that implies that there's a way to comfort not truthfully. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know exactly where that question is uh, derived from, if that makes sense. Right. Like uh, if they're grieving someone who is lost and passed away. And so the, the grieving you know, saying that they are in a better place mm-hmm. is not true. So we don't want to say that. Um, grieving in a way that, uh, right, it's it's not, it might not even always be comforting to hear they are in a better place, right? Because you're just in the moment of grief. They're not here. And that's what I'm sad about. Not right. where they are, but I'm sad about me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is the, the one of the pieces to remember about Grief, and maybe that's the way to speak truth, is to remember that the person is typically primarily grieving their loss, mm-hmm. not that the person is better or worse. Right. It's it's what they're experiencing. I'm now uh, experiencing life without my fill in the blank right. friend, mom, dad, brother, sister grandparent, whatever the case is. So try to speak to them about them more so than speaking to them about the person. What we have a tendency to do is say things about the person um, that that it ends up not addressing the grief, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, We say things like, oh, I guess it was his time, her time. Well, that still doesn't make it easier for me mm-hmm. right I wasn't ready for them to go like <laughs> right so you right. I get that you're saying that but that's not not necessarily comforting to me so looking for things to mo- more specifically address the person and I think some of the ways to do that is to as we often point to go to scripture go to the Psalms where there is uh, honest depiction of lamentation of mm-hmm. sorrow and grief and uh, help them uh, see those passages of Scripture. I've referenced these before, but I think of passages like Psalm 42 and Psalm 43. Um, I think of Lamentations itself, Lamentations 3 in particular. Um, so I think of these these passages that are speaking in a deep grief, but include hope. So you look at Psalm 42, and it's the passage that says, uh, as the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul. Basically, I am dying of thirst here. Uh, I'm, I feel like I, I, 
my, I'm not making it right. That's a deep grief, deep sorrow, deep, arguably even depression. Uh, in fact, that's later in the passage. It says deep calls to deep, like waterfalls. Like it's just, I'm getting beat down by the water. Mm-hmm. Um, but within that, in those two Psalms, or three different times, it says, like he begins to preach to himself and he says, hope in God, I will praise his name. Uh, and he speaks of the salvation that comes from God. So there is a reason to be able to say, okay, believer, this is how we grieve with hope. It doesn't mean that we don't grieve. It doesn't mean that we don't cry. It doesn't mean that we don't even hit pause on some things. It means that we grieve with in mind the awareness that there is hope. There is, uh, I think of passages that remind us that the Holy Spirit is our comforter. So we, we point to that. We point to passages like there is the, the availability of a peace that passes all understanding. This is given and offered. And you have it because you have the Holy Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You have peace. You have hope. These You have comfort. So let's use the word to be the, the comforting tool that we use as believers. Yeah, and you know, I think... I think a lot of times when you see somebody that is grieving, your automatic inclination, which is a great inclination, is to help them feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes in the middle of somebody's yeah. grief, they just need to just sit with yeah. them in it. Yeah, that's what I was actually my next thought was presence, mm-hmm. not gifts, right. presence, presence as in being there. Right. And, and sometimes, uh, you sit, uh, I use that word mess, like you kind of sit in the mess, just sit in it with them, you put your arm around them, uh, and they cry and you cry. And, and But then sometimes it's do. So for some people, uh, action is actually helpful. Right. Right. It, it's not just because it's a distraction. It can actually be just good for the body. It can be good for the mind. Mm-hmm. So you go on a walk. Mm-hmm. You say, hey, let, Let's go on a walk. And you don't have to talk on the walk. You might, but not necessarily about the grief, right? You're just doing those things. You're you're intentionally there. Um, and that's where I would transition to maybe some things about current season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you think about uh, things like decorations. We talked about this just a little while ago. But you think about, okay, let's decorate the house together. Mm-hmm. Let's set the table together. Let's... Because there might be, a, okay, the first time they set the table and they don't set the same plates. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it would be nice to have someone there with me when I don't put a plate at that table, right? That chair or whatever right. the thing is. So it's, it's those kinds of moving actions, but that are particularly connected to things regarding the, the normal, the... Uh, what the tradition has been. Mm-hmm. And so it's looking for ways to join in those things. Right. Um, yeah, I think, uh, again, if you, because this is particularly asked for how do I comfort, how do I help, um, I think for the, you, you are also looking for ways to uh, include them into your traditions. Yeah. Right? So, 
Uh, it's also okay if they say, no, I don't want to come this time. That's fine. Yeah. But for them to know that they have a place. Uh, so as you're thinking about church members that you have, um, friends that you have, family members that you have, uh, that typically wouldn't be at your house on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Um, for them to be invited to be with you on mm-hmm. that day. Um, yeah, it's it's those kinds of bringing them into uh, even your joy, right? Uh, right? Allowing them to see and experience that and know, okay, there is still all the silly songs and mm-hmm. all the things and the Christmas lights and Chad's little Christmas tree in his office. Those things are all <laughs> still here. So I can laugh and I can smile too, right? right? And so versus leaving them, so to speak, alone and in their sorrow alone. No, it's it's bring you into the the space where you can at least observe it, see right. it. Um, and as we press on into January, January, uh, which is often known as Blue January, mm-hmm. right? It's typically some of the coldest time of year. Uh, people find themselves more in their home. Uh, and quite honestly, uh, all of the things that you think to invite people to at Christmas and New Year's and Thanksgiving, uh, they are not invited. There's nothing, nobody's doing the things. They're right. worn out from Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they're not having parties. They're not having get-togethers. They're not doing that because they just did it all and they have no more money because <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah. they spent all their money, right? <laughs> so, so that's another chance to look and say, okay, uh, I might not be able to go on a walk with that person, but maybe I could sit and drink some hot chocolate with that mm-hmm. person. Maybe I could come uh, sit by the fire with them. You know, so it's it's thinking practically about some of those pieces. So again, I think the because of the way the question was asked about comforting with truth certainly led me to talking. Mm-hmm. But as you mentioned, I think that part of that is presence. Part of that is act, action, mm-hmm. uh, like actually physically moving, doing, uh, helping. Mm-hmm. Um, that all of that is a part of kind of the grieving process, yeah. and it's all all connected in that. Yeah, and you know, I, I I've talked to a lot of people um, post losing somebody mm-hmm. that they love, and um, was recently talking to somebody, and. She said, you know, if anything, I've learned what not to say. Mm-hmm. Um, because you do hear all yeah. the things sure. uh, when you lose somebody. And it it is like, again, well-meaning yeah. things uh, from people who who adore you, really. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. But you don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And so are there things that you have heard that are really helpful mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to because you don't want to just walk up to somebody who's grieving and just spit out a bunch of Bible verses. Yeah, Because that sure, also sure. isn't always the yeah, most no, helpful. that's great. I think, uh, this might sound, but I love you. Yeah. Like a hug and, and, and if it's one of the, whatever, I love you, we love you. Mm-hmm. Um, we love y'all, right? Like however mm-hmm. you need to phrase that. Uh, I'm praying for you. I can't. And, and to say things like, I know this must be difficult, mm-hmm. is different than saying, I know exactly how you feel. Right. Because no, you don't. Like, you might have lost your spouse, and this is their spouse, but you're not them. Right. And your spouse is not their spouse. So even in that that 
trying to be kind phrase right. to simply say, I know this must be difficult. That's a much different way to say that. That can still be like I have not lost my spouse or my dad so mm-hmm. or my mom or, you know, so I, I can't I can't say that. And again, even if I could, it wouldn't match. Right. So, but I can say, I know this is difficult. Yeah. That's true. So you're you're actually telling them, you're like affirming their grief. Right. Yes. It, it's okay. Validating. You're validating. Right. Mm-hmm. I know this is hard. I know this is difficult. Those kind of phrases. Um, it also depends on your closeness to them. Right. I, I think there's people that I'm going to share Bible verses with. Um, maybe in a text message, sure. uh, maybe in an email, uh, maybe I'm going to write them a note. Those are different, even in pointing to scripture, mm-hmm. um, than the person that I don't know very well. I'm not whispering in their ear, hey, go read Psalm 42. Right. Right. Like, right. Th- I, I realize that even as I said it, that it can appear that way. Right. But but it all depends on the relational. Again, I Absolutely. was at a I was at a funeral just yesterday, and the um, the way. You know, I, even the way I was talking to different people at the funeral, right, was was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interaction, the the things I was saying, um, based on who they were in relationship to me and who they were in relationship to the person who had died. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think in every one of those cases, I think I said, "I know this is hard. Mm-hmm. I know this is difficult." Um, and and so I, I, those are some things to me. I love you. I'm praying for you. I know this is hard. Um, are all true. Yeah. And all validating and all spiritual in nature, yeah. if that makes sense. And so those are easy things you can put in your pocket right. as at the funeral. And if you anywhere. do feel like, hey, I really want scripture to say to this mm-hmm. person, God is near to the brokenhearted. That's right. That is scripture. Yeah. And that is really comforting that's right. that's to right. people because it it that in itself says, right. I know that you're broken hearted right. yeah. and God is near to you. Yeah, that's right. And so... Um, I would also say, and this is maybe part of what you were even asking about being quiet, but less is more. Oh, yeah. When in doubt, just give a hug. Yes. Like... Say I love um, you. And yeah, like when in doubt, I love you mm-hmm. means... So much more than, and I get it, we all mess up and say things and we're like, oh, I wish I hadn't said that. Mm-hmm. That's happened to sure. probably everybody at some point. But when in doubt, less is more. Um, not necessarily like ignore them. I don't mean that. But less words yeah. is more. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. All right. Well, that kind of wraps up today's episode okay. if you don't have anything else no. to share. No, I think it's good. Okay. Well, just a little bit of schedule stuff for uh, for this podcast. We will have three more episodes for the year, which is wild. Including this one? Yes, this one and two more uh-huh. after. Okay. And then we will take a break until January 10th. Awesome. So um, just so everybody, all the listeners can put it on uh. your calendar. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you can catch a new episode uh, each Wednesday and in 2024, starting on January 10th. Um, and if you enjoyed this episode, do us a favor and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or post it on whatever social media you have, as this helps other people find us. Uh, if you want to submit a question for us to discuss, we love them. So please send them to info at colonialheights.org. We cannot wait to hear from you. And thanks for listening. Thank you.
Thank you.